baby, we hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Hello. And welcome to We're Not Listening, the Frasier Recap and Advice Podcast from Molly Shea and me, Nick Francomano. How's everybody doing out there? Wait, stop. Don't tell me. I can't hear you. How's it going, Molly? It's going great. I mean, I liked our jazzy little Christmas music yesterday, or not yesterday, a week ago. Uh, but this music, I've missed it, so I got a little too sucked in into the theme song. Yeah, today. we're back to the original podcast theme music. As today we are talking about season one, episode thirteen of the landmark 1990 sitcom Frasier. The title of this episode: Guess Who's Coming to Breakfast? Play on the classic. Sydney Poitier movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, without any of the politics that that movie brings. Well, at the time, it was still kind of the the height of American ideology that we were already a post-racial society by then. That already the civil rights oh, movement gosh. was thought of something as being in the past. Yeah, I, I forgot point. that part about the 90s. They really thought that they already did all the well, work. Well, it was that, you know, we beat racism. We beat the Soviet Union. I mean, we did it all. And it was never going to stop. The roller coaster was only going to keep going up, baby. Uh, to live in the delusions of the 90s. I did live in the delusions <laughs> of the 90s, and it was the best time of my life. Are you kidding? <laughs> Oh, my God. It really seemed like, you know, everything was going to come up roses. Oh, boy. And whatever. It's going fine for me now, but not like if it were still the 90s, man. I just feel like you look a lot better in uh, casual suits. Yeah, if I were wearing, like, a big, baggy, olive brown suit all the time, uh, you know, that would be great. It would be good for your olive complexion. Absolutely. Or wearing, like, wire rim glasses. I already do. I wear wire rim sunglasses, but, like... If I had reading glasses, that would be like a 90s thing. Maybe I would have like an earring. That's more like the guy, what was that show, 30-something? That was from the 80s, not the 90s. But I would be like, that would be me now in my 30s. I would be a 30-something 30s guy. I feel like I none of these styles would look good on me, so I'm okay that we're not in the 90s. <laughs> All right. But, suit, suit yourself. Um, But, I mean, like, even the, like... Phoebe, um, like, long skirt thing looks really bad. Like, I don't know. I'm not a structured suit kind of lady. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. Anyway, the premise of this episode is that Frazier spills the beans about his father Martin's relationship with a woman in his building, Elaine. The episode starts off, we get a cold open or kind of a proto-cold open. A lot of the stuff that we now take for granted as part of the structure of television writing was still sort of in its infancy at the time. So the show just starts. Frazier's in the Writing middle- Writing a call. Well, he's in the middle of giving advice, and this is very apropos for today, because the thing that he's talking about is he says, you know, washing your hands 20 times a day could be considered obsessive-compulsive, but please try to remember that your husband is a coroner. Ba-dum, oh, Start yeah. off with a little joke there. But, you know, I think people now, are, you know, or, or soon enough into the pandemic, you know, they got it figured out that, you know, the hand washing wasn't doing anything, really wasn't likely to do anything. But for a good long while, people were really, you know, they were washing their hands raw. 
people were washing their hands. They were getting the water so hot that they, you know, they were having their skin peeling off, trying to protect themselves from this from this coronavirus. Um, would you? Uh, how would you feel if you were dating a coroner? How would I feel if I was dating a coroner? Uh, I would like to. I would like to date a doctor. I'd, I've. You know, I don't want this show to be about always airing my dirty laundry in my personal life, but I would like to date a woman um, with like uh, a good job um, and, and like someone who you know has a lot of experiences with stiffs. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, this is a family podcast, so please don't. I'm sorry, I just don't, the joke was right there. Don't demean our hardworking medical investigating professionals because the coroners do, you know, a lot more than you might think. And yeah, I think in Los say, Angeles, yeah. the coroner is an appointed position. Give but, brain. What else do they do? Uh, <laughs> In most of the country, the coroner is an elected office, Molly. And have that's you something been that to I the have... gift store? No, but you've gotten me something from Skeletons in the Closet, the Los Angeles County yeah. Coroner gift shop. I think I got you letterhead. And I, uh, you got me some letterhead and you got me some mood pencils, like color-changing mood pencils that's with perfect the, for the chalk outline on them. See where you've been, you know? Yeah, I guess. For the pandemic, they had to put them into refrigerated trucks, which is less funny, but... Oh. Yeah. Sorry, Molly. Sorry that you had to be so inappropriate and bum everyone out. <laughs> Let's move on. First caller on the pod, or on the radio, on Frasier's radio show. Who is it? It's Elijah Wood. Aww. And he's calling in, and in this exchange, I think this exchange, it doesn't really go anywhere in the episode, but it is... You know, societally relevant because Elijah is calling in as kind of the proto incel. That men of Elijah Wood's generation, in the position that he's describing, would grow up to be the first pickup artists. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And so Elijah calls in. I mean, his character's not called Elijah, and I don't want you to think that this is what I think of Elijah Wood. No, I think Elijah Wood's probably a semi-decent person. Well, he's also probably getting it left and right, so it doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah that Highland Park house, you know. Yeah. But he calls in because he's always getting beat up at school because he's a nerd, and Fraser gives him the standard advice that you would give to little nerd boys. Uh, which is that, you know, just be yourself and someday, you know, you'll kind of grow into it and people will see, you know, why you're valuable for what you are. It, and it, it gets better. Yeah. And Elijah calls him out. He, I wrote it down. He says that Fraser's advice is, quote, patronizing, simplistic and frankly uninspired. He says, I'm surprised that they pay you to spout this drivel out on the I radio. Mean, it's a, a good assessment, though. It wasn't very inspired. No, advice. it's true. I mean... This is like, you know, they tell, you know, sometimes you'll see like the, the seething incel guys on the World Wide Web and they tell them, you know, just be yourself, just, you know, just stand up straight and be confident. And that's not really good advice because who they are is terrible. It's not going to help them. And they know that. And that's the source of their rage. And that's the position Elijah Wood is in. Elijah Wood knows this is bad advice, but he doesn't, I mean, in the 90s, he didn't know it was hopeless yet, so he could yeah. still grow what up to was, move to Hollywood. Fraser supposed to say, become like, a get close-up musician. Like what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, get a gun. What are you saying? 
That's what do you like say? The, that's the incel advice, I feel like. That's what they take for advice themselves, at least. I mean, no, the big advice is to chew this special gum from Greece that makes your jawline bigger. Okay, um, yeah. Or, you know, I follow all of the right-wing bodybuilders online because they are the best Twitter's accounts. I There's just no apologizing for that. And the advice oftentimes gets into a lot of weird stuff. Frazier's advice is very conventional. He doesn't mention anything about drinking donkey milk or drinking a dozen raw eggs a day or, you getting know. Getting yoked? Yeah, literally and figuratively getting yoked. No, Frazier just says, be yourself. And this is still in the era where Elijah Wood could grow up to become like a mystery era VH1 oh, sure. pickup guy. Well, I also like, I feel And we like, have Frazier Crane to blame for it. Yeah, well, I feel like uh, he also could have, you know, helped that little rage egg you know settle too like he didn't say anything like you need to like become really smart so that you can take everyone down he's just kind of like well it was taken for granted because everything was still going up at that time right it was taken for granted that the nerds would rise to the top because that's what that's the era when the nerds had taken over the world the nerds had just invented the internet. They had just assumed just, it was going to happen. Yeah, for had just defeated the Soviet Union. I mean, this was the the era of the beginning of Microsoft, the beginning of Amazon, the you know, the beginning of Seattle as like the hub of the world's wealth. Uh, you know, I mean, it's is it a coincidence that the show takes place there? Maybe, but also there's no coincidences. It all ties together right. in a rich tapestry. Which is why I love Frazier. I love the spin. Um, Once a little baby Elijah Wood criticizes Frazier, Frazier turns on him. Oh, absolutely. We see Frazier's sadistic streak, the kind of nihilism that's at the heart. Nihilism. Nihilism that's at the heart. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's a throwaway. I threw it out there. You enjoy it or not, that's your choice. That's your choice. I definitely want a t-shirt with that on it. Uh, You see the nihilism at the heart of his character because he's like, you know, Ethan, that's the character's name. Ethan, where are you calling from? He says he's calling from home. And so Frazier sends a direct... This is the first time. Frazier's going to do this twice. He's going to send two direct messages to people in the audience in today's episode. People of Seattle. Yeah, all he, the listeners. Co- he lets all the bullies at Ethan's school, he green lights Ethan for a beatdown. Yeah. For a bully beatdown. What is it called when you try to get the uh, the uh, special forces to show up at someone's house? What is it called? Oh, when you swat them? Yeah, and you yeah, swat another, them. Another kind of proto moment of the incel experience contained in this call yeah. is that... It's a proto-swatting, in a way. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. We spent a lot of time on that phone call. But I mean, I feel like baby Elijah Wood deserves that. Well, who is Henry I Mancini? I mean, yeah, that's freaking Frodo we're talking about. Henry Mancini is the guy who calls later who says, I hate my voice. Really? Yeah. How terrible. Okay. Anyway, Roz is the call ends, the show ends. Frazier's going into the, the production booth. Roz is getting ready for a hot date. She says, I've got a hot date. Does or, she say hot date? I feel like no, Frazier, Frazier asks, asks her if she's got a hot, hot date. date. And then in comes her date. Oh, he's not hot. He's not hot. But, but you know what? Okay, well, I feel like... Here's the difference between nerds of this guy's generation and nerds of that Elijah Wood generation is that this guy is... Heart, a, heart of gold. Star Trek original series nerd. He's a cubicle drone, and he's still pulling in, you know trim way out of his league. Uh, 
and he does it. He doesn't do it by doing any of this psycho pickup artist uh, stuff. He does it. I mean, eventually in this episode, he's going to hand make her a spice rack. I mean, that's enough to win me over. And, you know, speaking of Star Trek and a spice rack. I mean, this again, talking about how this is a vestigial form or not a vestigial, but a proto form of the B story of this episode is this is pretty well developed. Yeah, Noel will come back many times. Noel will come back again. We don't really get the full B story in this episode, but we do get a little bit of the saga get of, a taste. of Raza Noel Shemsky, uh, who has an autographed picture of Captain Kirk in his cubicle. But he comes in, and I mean, you know. But I feel like next generation uh, Star Trek nerds are much more, you know, oh, well, enlightened than there's original even series. The star- I mean, we could do a Star Trek podcast. We I'd could. love to do a Star That's Trek next. podcast. But I mean, even Jordy is like a full-blown oh, incel. Yeah, he is. Where he makes the hologram of the scientist woman and falls in love with the hologram of her. And, and then, then in the other her. episode, she comes and she's not interested. She like has a boyfriend. And, and he's he, like grossed out. Yeah, that he, he like projects out it on her. Stuff on yeah, her. like yeah. Jordy, we got your number. Anyway, moving on. Title card scene. Boy in the Hood. I don't get how this is a reference to Boys in the Hood. I don't know how this is connected. Pretty clunky. Yeah. Anyway, Niles is, quote unquote, lingering in the kitchen with Daphne, being a mega creep as usual. And Daphne... It's so funny, Daphne's though. getting it from both Fraser brothers this week. This yeah, is, that you know, is no, interesting. No, no spoilers, but both Fraser brothers kind of... Creep on her, yeah. And I feel like Daphne really does um, a great she, job of feminine deflection. Yeah. Something I, I have learned in my old age. I wasn't really ready to follow you on this theory for a couple weeks, but in this episode, it's really Full clear that she deflection. has she's got to be playing dumb. She can't I mean, she, you know, she's she's really yeah. She's it's rough for it's rough for Daphne Moon in the Crane Boys house. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of like, oh heavens, boop 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 boop, boop like because <laughs> she just you know drives right over those speed bumps. Oh yeah, she she just powers through. So anyway, Niles is trying to like look cool in the kitchen while she's making dinner for everyone or making lunch for everyone. He's trying to hang in there and like look like a cool dude. So he tries to like sit on the counter, but he's too short. He has to like jump up onto the counter. And, and he, he hits his head and it. falls on the floor. And so Daphne's like stroking ah. his hair on the floor. And Fraser comes in, sees what's going on. It's like, what do you do? Get out of here. You know, breaks it up. And I wrote this line down because I thought it was so funny. Niall says, thank you, Daphne. You've been wonderful in this time of crisis. Uh, yeah, that sounds like something you would say. Um, yeah. But uh, I also like that when... Uh, and in a mere nine years, I might close. <laughs> I might, with that type of game, I might close the deal. <laughs> I just have to get a concussion? <laughs> yeah, well, I just have to wait for her to get engaged to somebody else. Whoa, whoa, divorce whoa, spoilers. And divorce my wife and all the many travails and whatnots oh, of man. the Daphne Niles experience. Yeah, but <laughs> Frazier comes in, he gets Niles in the other room, and he asks Niles... If he'll take Martin away, because uh, for Friday night, because Frazier's yeah. got, going on and a I, date, I, I and he's going to try to quote. That line was pretty funny because uh, get lucky. Yeah, yeah, Niles is like, oh, I wish you, uh, I wish it was Saturday, and he's like, why are you busy on Friday? And he's like, no, no I'm, busy I'm busy on, on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Hilarious. So good. Hilarious. <laughs> This date never comes back, by the way. Frazier must cancel on his date. Yeah, in order I was to, wondering about that to do all this stuff. So it's like. 
this whole episode also you could read this as like Frasier's own elaborate self sabotage. Yeah, um, definitely. Who was that lady he canceled on? We we never know. Maybe she liked Star Trek and also Spice Racks. Oh my God! I mean, you know, I'd love to be with a Trekkie woman, but like, you know, like one that's also a coroner. One that's also a coroner. Really, the woman that I'd like to be with, not necessarily a coroner, but is just Marina Sirtis, Counselor Troy. Yeah. I'd like to be with the. I, you know, I, I fully full, endorse that. Full figured Israeli therapist from the moon. Yeah, empath. Uh, whoa. <laughs> I would learn to play the trombone. But I mean, I, I would feel learn like that's, to that's play why the you trombone have your, for like, her. your beard, because you look like. Because I look like Riker, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're like trying to play into that. So one day. I lean into the Riker angle, absolutely. Yeah, I and, lean into um, the Klingon angle. Just full screaming all the time. Yeah, the Klingon, the Klingon <laughs> romance is always good for a laugh on the show, but maybe not. Maybe not for me. Maybe not. Uh, that's that's the, that's okay. The that's, that's eating my niche. a eating a handful of maggots and singing Klingon opera to each other for six hours. So I beautiful. don't know. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Star Trek podcast. Um, all things 1990s. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, you know, Frasier was on. Frasier was in one of the Star Trek movies. You know. I think one day we're gonna have to even out our numbers because it's driving me crazy that our numbers aren't aligning with the episode numbers. So we can watch the we Frasier can, episode. Oh, the, oh, we can watch the yeah. Well, he's okay, in one of the movies, but yeah, I would fully do that. Yeah. Just so we can even it out. Just so we can get on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what happens? Oh, so Martin comes home. Niles, you know, tries to subtly get Martin to, you know, spend a Friday with night with him so Frazier can have the apartment. He offers to take him to a rib joint. Yes. Yeah, hilarious. All of the things that they are proposing are so, like, trying to understand what Martin likes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the funny is he offers to have Martin come over to dinner at his and Maris's house, and then they're going to rent an Angie Dickinson movie. Yeah. And Martin sees through this easily homicide detective detective martin crane <laughs> picks up on it right away you know what are you trying to get me out of the house so fraser could have a date or something and martin agrees to you know get let fraser have the house on friday night but he says one hand washes the other another great yeah. homicide detective Gross. saying this is like how he flips an informant one hand washes Ugh. the other here jack <laughs> gross it's because he wants the house on thursday night for his date. And so Niles and Frazier come up with all kinds of patronizing advice about what they're going to do. And Yeah, ooh, games. Martin gets fed up with it. He he's can, just like, he no, I'm going to rail her. No, he no, no, well, he's like, he's sarcastic <laughs> about it. I wrote this down, too, because I thought it was funny. He says, we're going to split a bowl of cream corn, rub a little liniment into each other's joints, and fall asleep drooling on the couch. <laughs> Hilarious. Honestly, that sounds like a great date. That's, that's not how it goes. And Martin... Later in this episode, Martin is going to drop some some wisdom on Frasier that is played for a laugh, but that a sentiment that I endorse wholeheartedly, um, even though I just shared my own graphic fantasies about the middle-aged British actress Marina Sirtis with all of you. <laughs> anyway, the next scene, title card again, foot and mouth disease. At least this that's kind of a cliche, but at least that makes sense, you know, because yeah. Frasier keeps putting his foot in his mouth. Um, yes. Yes, it's the morning after. And f at first, I don't think you can really tell if it's supposed to be the morning after Frasier's date or the morning after Martin's date. Because Frasier comes into the kitchen where Daphne's making breakfast. 
you know, Daphne's hard at work, and Fraser's in his robe, and he has kind of like he's got the the dip the dip V robe look. Yeah, well, he's got yeah, he looks like he's just gotten lucky, but no, it turns out it was Martin's date last night. They're talking about it a little bit, and uh, and Daphne has just made a opulent. Yeah, Daphne's making a full English, English breakfast. breakfast. She's making Granny Moon's bun recipe, although depressing story about Daphne's life that we yeah. learned is that Granny Moon, when she made the buns, she would add a quart of rum to the recipe and that they would go over to Granny's house on Sunday morning and find her face down in the bird bath, which... Yeah. Well, my aunt, my great aunt used to make for Christmas, used to make these bourbon balls where it was just Nilla wafers and chocolate. It was Nilla wafers, cocoa powder and bourbon in the food processor. Yeah. And then you roll them into a ball and they do get you I, toasty. The first Christmassy. Uh, I guess the first Christmas I had on returning from college was the year my dad decided to make rum balls for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And it was also the first year that I had blacked out from drinking rum. So he, like, came up to me with a tray of it, and I was like, no, I just can't. I can't possibly do this. This is just makes me want to hurl. Mm-hmm. But now I can eat them. But it took a while. Rum is dangerous. It's good for you because it's made out of molasses. Um, and antiki drinks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, they're sharing this story. In comes Martin. They ask him, you know, how his date went. And Fraser says, like, oh, it's so funny that the son asked the father how his date went. And then, boom, right after Martin, in comes Elaine, especially when I could just be asking the date. And Fraser continues to put his foot in his mouth. As yeah. the title card implies, and it is uh, it is ugly. He says, okay. In my notes, I, I have a lot of things. It was too many to write down. It was machine is, gun fire. I, I will just wrote, or I, I'll just say what I've written down here a couple of times. Oh my God, this is horrible. Oh my God, this is horrible. Banger dad. Carpet's coming out of his robe. Oh my God, this is horrible. Oh my God, this is horrible. Oh my God, Frasier. And it's just kind of just keeps going and going. From wow. There. I mean, I'm glad you take such detailed notes, Molly. <laughs> It's too bad we were never in school together. I would have loved to borrow your notes after class. Well, you know what? It's it's the emotions that count here. I was so scarred. I That's, couldn't take is, down any... That is what you learn in art school, I I'm couldn't. Sure. You know what? <laughs> SAIC and CalArts had a very prestigious pass-fail, and I passed everything. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, my alma mater is going out of business, so I won't, I won't say anything and else. And I maintained a healthy 3.5 at LOXA. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, that's nothing to sneeze at. No. That's nothing to sneeze I at. I took French. <laughs> no, that's the same as... Um, like a 2.7 at I, a classical school? <laughs> <laughs> no, for some reason I was looking at James Franco's Wikipedia page the other day and it stuck out of my mind that he had a 3.5 GPA. Me and Franco on the and, same you level. And James, well, I mean... You know, you're going to have to do a Seth Rogen now. You got to... What does that mean? You got to disown him. You got to... Rogen just threw Franco under the bus. Really? Yeah. Not Joe Rogan. Seth Rogen. Why did he throw him under the bus? I don't know this. He got called out by Charlene Yee. Oh. You got to get up on Twitter. Well, you gotta I spend, have You spend reason... too much time on TikTok. You got to get on Twitter where the action is. I have, I have a reason to throw James Franco under the bus mm-hmm. because he's in a sex scene with my grandma. Delightful. Yeah, look it up, guys. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, yes. And if you want to know who I follow on Twitter, it's Bronze Age Pervert, (laughs) Seth Rogen, Charlene Yee, 
<laughs> you know, all of the grades. Yeah, yeah. I, I know like one of those people. Bronze Age pervert. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> He's in my Klingon fantasies. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway... Anyway, it goes on like that, and Elaine, they try to get Elaine to stay for breakfast, and Frazier drives her out of the house. Yeah, it's every she, innuendo, and a lot of them are prompted by Daphne's food, so yeah, it's, it's bangers, sticky buns, sticky and... Sticky buns, yeah, it's, it's did rough stuff. Did you banger? Did, like, oh, God, it's she just works horrible. At, oh, well, she does mention, this is what's important to the plot, as, like, small talk, when she meets Frazier, she says, I love your show. My friends and I all listen to your show. This is what comes back, because we yeah. go to the next scene wait, and for wait, some wait, oh wait, yeah you got one, one more there's one right. more joke and i guess like fraser is just he's aware that he's really you know screwed the pooch on this one but uh he looks to daphne and is like you couldn't have made bacon and she's like you know you're lucky i didn't make toad in the hole for breakfast <laughs> which i thought was a great great zinger <laughs> see i take good notes no you did take a good no no you take you do take good notes i i take good notes that's a good note all right next scene Toad in the hole. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this <laughs> those, episode, God, those, Chef Kiss. <laughs> you know, I mean, we think of the 90s in some ways as a more reserved time, but, you know, you could never talk about putting a toad in a lady's hole on TV today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unless you're back into those Klingon fantasies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Okay, all right, okay. All right, so... Uh, we are we back at the station now? Did he go? To the- Woo! Woo! That was yes. loud. <laughs> that was a little louder than I meant it to be, but take I my like word for it. I like these transitions, so we should keep them. Yeah, up. we're back at the station now. Uh, oh wait! Yeah. Wait, there was another another line that I thought was funny. Um, Martin, uh, our guest Frazier, was like, "Oh, I guess you're back on the beat." Yo, yeah. <laughs> that was another good one. Oh, that doesn't. Co- it comes out. That's that's in the next scene though. Okay, well, or that the next scene after this, because okay, so now we go. We've had two title cards for some reason. Now it's back to no title card again. Please make up your minds, guys. They've got Marianne on line four. Uh, Marianne's calling in because she's concerned about her daughter, and so they put Marianne on. She's some you know dried up old blue hair. You can't she's, live with them, and you can't shove, shove them, them back, back in, in the, the womb. womb. Yeah, she's pissed because her daughter. It wants to come home and visit with her boyfriend, and she wants the daughter and her boyfriend to stay in separate bedrooms. And Frazier takes this as the perfect opportunity to share a little anecdote from his own life about how, you know, he goes on, you know, we have a tendency to freeze people in roles in which we're the most comfortable, etc. But then he, you know, he's talking about learning to see the people in your family as complete humans. And so he spills the beans about how he was embarrassed about acting cra- weird around Martin and Elaine earlier that day. And he's talking. He's, and you how, know. how rude that he actually says her first name, oh, too. Oh, um, it's amazing. And you, he gets a reaction look from Roz, but it doesn't kind of go anywhere. But anyway, he starts going on. And then he starts talking about his father. And he's like, I don't know why I'm so surprised. My father is a witty, virile, charming man, possessed of the hereditary crane good looks. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and so he just, you know, he 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 lets he puts it all out there for everybody. And we already know, you know, that Elaine and all her friends listen to the show. Yeah. And Yikes. The, the scene ends. Roz comes in. She says it's a good show. In comes Noel Shemsky, 
with the spice rack that he made for her. Frazier has a good line in this scene. He says, look, there's a space for cumin. They always forget that. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Because it's... It's a K sound, yeah. Well, you know what it looks like. Oh, it looks like cum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Molly. Okay. I mean, how did you not know that was the joke? That's not the joke. Okay. That's I not saw that the... joke recently, though. Yeah, because you're on pervert TikTok, not on right wing bodybuilder feel, Twitter, where you should I be. I feel like that's more like greeting card sassy joke. Only because of how vulgar our society has become, how vulgar and crude people are now. Oh, like how do you spice up your life? Put a little cumin in it? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, gross, I agree. Cumin's disgusting if it just eat it on its own. Okay, all right. Let's no more cumin No talk? more cum talk. Please. Okay. <laughs> let's what wipe is up it? let's wipe up the cum and Ew. move on. <laughs> gross. Now it's disgusting. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's you know, let's let's get in an old sock or something or <laughs> Get this cum out of here. (laughs) Oh, cum on. (laughs) Ew. Okay. So anyway, Noel uh, Noel leaves on a... He hits him up. He gives him the Vulcan gesture. He says, live long and prosper. I mean, what a hot daddy. Yeah. I Uh, mean, if if Noel wasn't Noel. Yeah. And this is from... You know, now all the new Star Trek stuff is so horrible. Star Trek Discovery is so... I can't even watch Picard. I tried. Oh, my God. Well, it's because it's like... It's because Patrick Stewart became like a normie resistance liberal. It's because he's getting that young, fresh stuff. (laughs) No, it's true. It's like girlfriend's like 36. Uh, Patrick Stewart's girlfriend? Wife? I don't know. I thought he was in a relationship with Ian McKellen. Well, they may be in a three-way like that... Uh, you know. Yeah, did Pat- you hear about that? Uh, Patrick Stewart had to get more liberal because he was being ostracized by the rest of his polycule. <laughs> <laughs> polycule is that one of the things I have to find on Star Trek to you know get the ship to run again? Oh yeah, well it's like now though, and like I don't know, I couldn't even watch Picard because I thought it was so terrible. But like oh, in God. Discovery, they've made it. They've really they lay it on super thick. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a polycule on Discovery. Well, yeah, and I mean, I watched a little bit of Picard, and I knew I was out when I watched the episode where they visit Riker and uh, your girlfriend, uh, Troy, Troy, and they just seem like a Subaru Colorado couple making pizzas, and yeah. I was just like, oh, God, disgusting. And, you know, yeah. And I don't want to see her growing old with someone else. I want to see her growing well, old with me. I mean, it's pretty similar. It's some close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Anyway, <laughs> Marina, if you're listening, uh, DM us at not listening podcast, the but, official Instagram. But we'll be listening to you. Well, I, yes. Well, you can listen to my thoughts. That's the best. I won't have to even say anything. That's ideal relationship. <laughs> anyway. Moving on, no title card to the next scene. Martin and Daphne are hanging around in the living room because Martin is livid. Martin is pissed. And Daphne's saying like, oh, you know, your ears turn red when you get mad. It's going to get ugly. Frazier comes in. Daphne clears out of there. Even Eddie the dog knows it's about to go down. Eddie clears out. Frazier, oblivious, is pouring himself a glass of sherry. 
and he's like, what's going on, Dad? I feel like you're going to take me out to the wood pile. Well, also, Roz compliments Fraser on his show, too. So he's yeah. probably on a high thinking he did a good job. Yeah, but, you know, he doesn't understand that, like, what's good for the show is, a, you know, Roz, Roz doesn't have the same interests as Fraser does in his personal life. Like, the drama is clearly great for the show. I mean, what we'll see later on is that this whole storyline about Elaine and Martin really energizes the listener base as kind of bad as it is for his personal life. Um, yeah. You know, talking about things that kind of prefigure what happens now, I mean, this is like, you know, if Frasier were an influencer and having influencer drama, you know, it would be making his numbers go up, but he'd still wind up, you know, having to go to rehab or getting beat up by Floyd Mayweather. Do you think that he would be one of those people who, um, like, took selfies in the suicide forest? The, the, no. I mean, (laughs) I think if Frazier, I'm sad to say, but I think if Frazier were a guy today and were, like, on Twitter, he would definitely be, like, a Jeff Tiedrick Trump reply guy. And now, and, like, now that there's no more energy in that anymore, he would be really like suicidal that he wasn't getting those retweets anymore. I don't know what that means. Like there were these guys, there was a whole stable of people like Dr. Eugene Goo was one of them who they would always just reply to Trump's tweets and then they would get retweeted millions of times by, you know, oh, all, they would be like by all the wine moms and stuff. Trying to be sassy. Yeah, they would always be sass in the press. Very disrespectful, by the way. Respect the office. Yeah. Uh, as I do. Gross. President Biden, you are welcome on this podcast anytime, sir. I will not be a present today. <laughs> yes. Next week, Molly president is out. Biden. My special guest host, Joseph Robinette Biden, the president of these call United me States. When, uh, call me when baby Biden comes through and we can do lines together. Hunty? Yeah, Hunty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show well, I want to be on. Well, you should get in a group show with Hunter Biden. For sure. <laughs> I definitely Hunter want Biden's that. Facile watercolors. But you know what, Nick? Mm-hmm. You what? know what? I think I could fix him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, this is like the the incels are out there seething. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden, the biggest mess on the planet. I mean, women can't stay away from I, him. I could do it. Anyway, Hunty, you're welcome on the show anytime as well. Yeah, we also, <laughs> you know, could could use some new microphones. <laughs> Yes, I would like the government of the Ukraine, I would like the Ukrainian National Gas Company to buy us a whole new podcasting <laughs> suite here. Uh, just something really nice. And I promise that I will endorse regime change in Belarus or Syria, Xinjiang, wherever you like, I will get on board for a new podcasting setup. Yeah, you know, like, I I feel like... Uh... His sister's involved in all that art stuff too, right? Like she's a curator or something like that. I don't know. I mean, it's a money laundering thing. Of course. It's, they can't you can't have him be getting a job with these, you know, foreign companies anymore. So now they're just going to have all these, you know, arms dealers and wherever buy his paintings and that's how they're going to bribe the president. I mean, that's anyway, perfect. Yeah, we're dropping atomic truth bombs on the pod today. Sorry, let's move on. <laughs> um okay, so uh Basically, Martin is furious. He's livid with Fraser. Martin is livid. And Fraser, this is when Fraser says the swordsman thing. He's like, I thought you'd get a kick out of it, you old swordsman, which is like Ugh. gross, disgusting. Um, you know, I've heard, you know, I've heard people talk that way who are, you know, 
fraternity brothers. I'm sure maybe Frazier. Swordsman. <laughs> swordsman. Yeah, absolutely. Disgusting. He's the most notorious swordsman in the whole frat. Uh, but it's a weird thing to say to your dad. And, Fra- and Martin is correctly pissed. And this is what he says. You know, he's talking about how Elaine won't even take his calls. She's She can't even leave her house because all her friends heard the show and are, like, pestering her about it. And Martin lets him know. I wrote the line down. For your information, people of our generation, sex is a private thing. And I think it's a pretty healthy way of looking at it. And I agree, Martin. Detective Crane, thank you for your service. And then they get in the joke line. Sex is something between you and the person you're doing it to. Big laugh. Unless you're a pillow princess and you're just absorbing it all. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, that is that is specifically, though, what the joke is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so anyway... Uh, Martin storms off, and Fraser claims that he's going to fix the situation. He's going to fix. And Martin says, yeah. "I'll be in my room holding my breath." Uh, yeah, Eddie comes in. The do- we get a little dog take. Not Eddie's best work on the show, and I blame the writers for kind of not knowing how to get Eddie in the episode this week. When yeah. Eddie runs out before the fight, that's great. When he comes back, I-, I didn't get it. Moving on again, no title card. They're in the radio, and this is when it's Henry Mancini calling in. It's a boring-ass guy. He's droning on and on. He says, oh, I hate my own voice. I hate the sound of my own voice. He goes on like, that's not how he talks, but... No, he does talk pretty dully, though. I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, and Roz and Frazier are getting so bored, they can't pay attention to it. Frazier, Frazier has a little novelty back-scratcher, and he, puts, he pulls his hand in his sleeve and pretends the back-scratcher is his hand. Roz is eating Chinese food. She puts the chopsticks in her mouth. She has like a chopstick walrus through the glass. Funny stuff. Goofing around. Goofing off. Classic goof-off stuff. Anyway, they get this nerd off the phone, and Frazier sends a heartfelt plea out to Elaine. And I didn't catch this. They start playing Moon River. They start playing a Mancini classic, right? Oh, that's probably they got the, they, got, they the got the rights to Mancini's music by having him on the show. They threw him Genius. a cameo. That's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> welcome Cause, cause welcome like, to the Dream Factory. <laughs> I was like, why are they playing this? Like, ugh. ugh. Anyway, uh they put on Moon River I think it's a great show. I think it's a great song. And we do not have Henry Mancini on the show today, so we cannot play or sing Moon River, but take our word for it. It's a great song. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Knock it off over there, okay? <laughs> you know, you're you're stretching the limits of fair use, Molly. Oh. Okay. I mean Don't I, may don't do a sex pun with that. I saw the I'm wheels tur- I saw the wheels turning. No, I was just okay. gonna talk about how much I love Han- Henry Mancini. I've mm-hmm, stolen mm-hmm. his music many a times for performance art. <laughs> Moving on. So Frazier gives this heartfelt direct message to Elaine. He says, I apologize for making something personal so public and I'll never do it again, except for right now. You know, yeah. little funny line in there, but he he you know he really lays it on thick. They've got the strings coming up under him. It's it's heartfelt stuff. And then he signs off. He invites her to a romantic dinner at their house at eight o'clock that night. And then he signs off. He says, "I'm Fraser Crane, the Love Doctor." In my notes, I just say, "Oh my God, stop!" At that point, <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the apartment. Daphne and Fraser are setting the table. 
They're setting romantic dinner. They've got champagne chilling. They've got a platter of hors d'oeuvres. They've got it all ready to go. They've got they're lighting Daphne's the candles. Daphne's been sending psychic messages all day to Elaine. Except Daphne's been sending them to the wrong apartment. <laughs> she says something like, "Maybe we should you set, set another, another place." Plate. Hilarious. Great joke. Thank you, Daphne. Um, Can I make a quick note about architecture? Please. Um, so Elaine is on. Uh, Elaine is in room. 1411. And we see that I caught this too. We see that she's downstairs from Fraser, so we know that Fraser well, is Well, I got hot. his number. He's uh 1901. The 19th floor. Yeah. Very nice, Definitely Dr. Above Crane. The 14th Very floor. nice, doctor. Okay. Thank you. So now you. we know. Now we know. Anyway, eight o'clock is getting pretty close, and Martin thinks she's not gonna show. Martin's, you know, whatever. They hear a knock on the door. Frazier goes to answer it. There is an enormous crowd of blue-haired geezers in the hallway. Where this is tells you Not something. Everybody's blue-haired geezer. I feel like it's a, an assortment of people from the apartment. It's all of these elderly people and the doorman, Tony. And this tells you something about Frazier Crane's idea of getting a swinging bachelor pad in the city for himself. Is that oh, he's yeah. in this building full of you know, walking corpses, basically. But, but his fan base. Oh, well, this is what I'm talking about, is these people are so invested in the story of Martin and Elaine. You know, they're they're behaving like crazy people camped out in the hallway waiting for Elaine to show up. And Frazier tries to shoo them away. They won't go. They gotta know. Tony, the doorman, has left his post. He's sealed up the building. No one's, everyone no in. No one's going in or out until they get to the bottom of this Elaine Marty situation. Boom. Elevator gets there, opens up. Elaine's inside, looking good, but she is mortified. 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 <laughs> Absolutely mortified. She was supposed to come over and get Martyfied. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Now he's, now not, he's the one. <laughs> like, not my best. Not my best. Okay. But we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. You decide. We report. You decide on this podcast. Um... She tries to get her out of there. Frazier tries to pull her out of the elevator. She won't come. Frazier pulls Martin into the elevator with him. So Martin and Frazier are in the elevator. The door closes behind them. And Martin is pissed at Frazier and makes Frazier stand in the corner of the Turning elevator. Turning around, Yeah, too. like a dunce. Like a dunce. Like what he is. And honestly, you know... Good for Marty. All of the school teachers now are, are soft-hearted. And maybe even soft, soft-minded, and they make the child. They don't do this anymore. They don't make the kids stand in the corner. The dunce cap has been abolished. I say bring back the dunce cap. Do you think that uh, they just now they just make a breakaway room on Zoom and make the kids breakaway <laughs> room by themselves? I guess they do stuff like in-school suspension now. That I guess they make them go into a Zoom breakaway room. But I don't know. I mean. I saw a kid, I saw, this went viral, this is a heartwarming story that went viral, of a kid who changed his, he turned his camera off and he changed his name to reconnecting uh, so he could just not go to Zoom school. And that kid is a freaking hero. Um, So what's your favorite type of like childhood, like teacher torture? Oh my God. Well, you know, I went to all boys school, right? Uh, and I went to a, I went to a prestigious all boys school, and the environment was frankly a little bit of a pressure cooker, and a little bit of a shark tank. If you came in as a teacher, and we detected that you were weak in any way, we would destroy you. And over the time that I was there, we got something like three teachers to resign, 
And oh, man. I, I mean, you can hear the pride in my voice as I'm saying this. I recognize that this is demented. But, I mean, you, you couldn't just be any geek off the street, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, yeah. No, but I, I mean, mean, like, how, like, because I'm talking about how teachers torture students, not the other way around. Oh, well, I mean, uh, you know, if a teacher, the teacher who could do it to me hasn't been born yet. Well, because um, <laughs> I, I remember hearing a story that, like, in terms of, like, old punishment for, like, Catholic schools, like, I guess my parents teachers would draw a circle on the chalkboard and then oh make you put your forehead nose. in the circle yeah in the yeah. circle like all that well we would stuff. have we used to call detention justice under god but by the That's time tight really yeah jug <laughs> uh by the time i was there they had eliminated a lot of the <laughs> more eccentric forms of jug so it was really just writing standards oh so um, no, no more like hitting the knuckles with the ruler and stuff. oh yeah i mean we heard stories uh you know about the old days but we we never had anything That's like why that you guys which are is so soft well it's it's literally yes literally a thousand percent i agree with you and also you know it's why we were able to ride roughshod over the weaker teachers yeah. because the tougher teachers couldn't literally and figuratively crack the whip on us anyway Martin and Elaine have a beautiful <laughs> have a beautiful moment in the elevator with Fraser standing in the corner like the freaking Blair Witch Project. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, they decide to come the, like they get you know Martin makes his pitch whatever it's nice sweet stuff. The elevator opens in front of Elaine's floor. They're making out. And she decides well the elevator opens in front of her floor and she decides to stay in and go back up. Then we see it opens back up in front of Fraser's apartment, and the whole crowd of people is still there. It opens up. They see Martin and Elaine making out in there, and everybody's cheering. And Fraser turns around and he smiles. And then this is the scene oh, that's yeah. horrible. Horrible. This is like, why did they put this in? Because it colors now the. Re I didn't remember it, and this it is colors gross. the rest of the series for me. Yeah, Mar or, uh, Fraser and Nile, or Fraser and Niles, Fraser and Daphne, a woman that one. Works is for works him. for him too. He knows that his brother is in love with, um, you know. So this is, you know, bad news all around. Yeah, not a great choice. And he's talking about how, you know, oh, isn't it funny that yes, a man and a woman, a man and a woman, of young a people age, in the prime of their life. Uh, yeah, and he's like staring at her, and he's saying it like, yeah, he's like growling it at her, you know, like he's like, like oh, you know what happens, it. you know, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I think, and like. You know, and then she says, like, oh, Dr. Crane, I think the solution might be right under our noses. And he goes, he's like staring at her. He's like drinking her in. He's like, yes. yes, I think you might be right. She says, I'll go reserve the machines. You go get the laundry. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. My girl Daphne, she's uh, just driving over all the innuendos. Yeah, I mean, she was playing with fire a little bit with that one. But yeah, she. Uh, I mean, she could have gotten what? some lawsuit money if he said something bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, if he pawed her in the hallway? Oh, Jesus. Vomit. Oh, my God. And he would have done it. Oh, God. It's oh, gross. my God. Like, what the? How am I supposed he... to watch the rest of the show now? Do you how think... am I supposed to watch the rest of the show now? <laughs> but do you think that uh, he was even more, like, riled up because he had to cancel his date? So he was just trying to get that date for Friday? Oh, thank you for coming in. With some you gross know, again, knowledge. This is you. I'm Charlene Yee. You're <laughs> Seth Rogen. You're making an excuse <laughs> for James Franco, Fraser Crane now, okay? And I'm demanding that you step up and be better. I, I am better than that. And I think that Fraser sucks for what he did to Daphne. <laughs> 
It was so weird. Even even Niles' weird pervy glances are less offensive. Oh, he than never that. Niles doesn't go that far for like nine years. Yeah, he'll yeah. say things and he'll he'll uh, drool, but he never goes that hard. Yeah, and real talk, Daphne's into it. I, think I mean, she, I you mean, know, yeah. not to not to go there, but you know, come on, she's you know. I I, I mean, and not, she does marry the guy eventually. And uh, not enough uh, low-dipped robes could ever sway Daphne Moon to Fraser. No, she's a woman like. with a good and pure heart. Anyway, <laughs> what's what do we got in the old advice? Uh, oh well, bag? let's do cafe lattes first. Oh, let's do a first. cafe latte score here. Okay, give me your cafe latte. Uh, Nine. Nine out of ten cafe latte. I latte. thought this was entertaining, a little creepy with that that Fraser thing. So that probably deducted a point from it. Oh, that didn't add a point. No. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but overall, I thought uh, just so much madcap energy. Uh, I kind of liked how grossed out I got from like all of the like really horrible innuendos that were made over uh, bangers and mash. I thought it was a fun episode. Okay, I give it a seven. I give it a seven <gasps> wow. out of ten. I thought, you know, I thought it was a little. It was weird choice for the writers to have Fraser hit on Daphne because it don't. I don't think it ever happens again. I don't think, I think it, it comes back. Oh, that's even worse. I think it that's, might. That doesn't make it better then. Because but I it's think like, they're trying to like just show you that Fraser is horny. I mean, mm, I got that. Or trying to like you know create a path where the inevitable won't be happening. Yeah, and maybe I'm holding the show to an unfair standard because this kind of thing didn't really exist yet. I wanted to see more of Roz and the Star Trek guy. Um, but we'll get that. Yeah, I, I thought, you know... I'm glad that Noel's on now, though. I give it a seven. I give it a seven. That's fine. And that's, you know, you're not going to move me from I'm this point. I'm not trying Like to. Martin Luther, you know, here I stand, I can do no other. Now... I'm also love episodes where Martin gets some. What do we got in the advice? What do we, we got in the gotta, advice? We got a call in. Let's we... let's take the call here right. on We're Not Listening. <laughs> Joining us on line one is Alyssa. Alyssa, welcome to We're Not, Not Listening. Oh, thanks. So glad to be here. Alyssa, tell us what's going on uh, in your life, and and you can have some of our world class patented advice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, well, one small thing that's happening is I, uh, I share an Amazon Prime account with my parents, uh, primarily because I do not want to pay for for my own. Okay. Um, but it's it's brought a couple of awkward things with it, uh, namely uh, sex toys. So your parents I, uh, are buying I've, them, or you're buying them? Well, both. And what are you actually. What are you buying? What are we talking about <laughs> I've, here? Uh, I, what are I've your parents buying? You know, I've seen uh, them search for a sex swing, um, uh, uh, <laughs> and and I've bought my own dildos on on their account, and I'm wondering if it's time, if it warrants me paying for my own account, or if this is a kind I of think like it's a, evolved I, way of living. No, no. this is an absolutely <laughs> devolved way of living. I have, I made a resolution to be nicer to the people who ask us for advice, but I gotta tell you, no, this is not good. This is not good, you gotta stop doing this. Um, first off, why do you buy this stuff on Amazon? Like. Yeah, treat yourself. Get a better, uh, get a better uh, 
consumer product. I'm also <laughs> I'm also trying to go a little less tinfoil, uh, you know, whatever. But it's like the the way the internet works is it's designed to get to know you and then literally rewire the reward pathway of your brain. This is why all pornography is free, by the way. This is like <laughs> you're you know you're going on Amazon. And buying stuff on Amazon to sexually stimulate yourself. While your is, parents watch. I mean, this is like, yeah. <laughs> this, this is like a Pavlovian experiment that you're doing to yourself. And the results of which, you know, we don't, we're not going to find out yet. Like you're, you know, you're in the matrix now. Yeah. yeah this is, this is, <laughs> I, I recommend, you know, you should really, if if anything, keep the Amazon account and like keep getting really dumb, confusing things to confuse your parents. But Ooh, okay. I think that you should get, you should just buy your sex toys from boutique places that are having a hard time during these, you know, uncertain yeah. times. Go yeah. in person like and pay advice. cash. Yeah. Let this private part of yourself you know stay, stay off the internet stay private to the freaking machine you know yeah or you know so have someone the... with a nose ring explain like why a sucker sex toy is going to be good for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hate to i hate making conversation with them um you know like wow cool no like, don't look yeah. in my eyes yeah <laughs> listen like i'll give you an extra 50 to not remember my face but you know I feel jesus like that, you know if we're gonna try to keep anything from the 90s maybe keeping shame of our our sexual purchases is something to be, you know, oh a, a my fun God. retro. Oh experience. my God! No, it's not a. I mean, it's like look at look at look around you in the world. You know, it, 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 if you want to see change in the world, you gotta look at the man in the mirror first. And if you're looking at the man in the mirror, you shouldn't is be it stroking Jackson? it. Yeah. Well, listen. That's I'm kind of confusing. I'm just saying. You know, yes. Bring <laughs> back shame. Get off your parents' Prime account. Tell your parents to stop. Whatever yeah. they're doing. Yeah, the sex thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You should just be like, How oh, I see you're going camping and you've brought yourself a, a little uh, swing there for yeah. uh, the trees. No, I think, pr listen, you know, maybe if I were an older person and my my adult child was on my Amazon Prime, I would start buying a lot of stuff. To make them stop? As a, as a message. Yeah. So, this so is, maybe this is the message. Yeah, you they're know? just trying to push yeah. the baby bird out of the nest. That's a, that's an apron string that it's time to yeah, cut. They're yeah, they're trying to push the baby bird out of the sex queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, God. You gotta fly well, on your own. You. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, good luck with that. Uh, Good and, luck and thanks know, for calling too in. Too bad we don't have any kind of Adam and Eve promotion uh, yet. Yeah, we promo really, code. We really got to get, yeah. get on that. Yeah, let me know when you Crotchless do. Crotchless me undies. Yeah, uh, Freudian slips. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. That's enough. I'm trying to make it Fraser themed. I Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, Fraser was reading that uh, Stanislav Grove mind control book. You know, a lot of the CIA mind control stuff from the 50s and 60s you know, is inside of how the internet reward or uh, rewires the sexual reward pathways of our brains. So, you know, that's in there. Okay. Well, that's in there. That's not going to be a product we are endorsing, though. No, I don't endorse. I don't endorse what's happened to humanity. <laughs> okay. I'm, you know, this is the Frasier podcast that stands athwart the track of history yelling, stop. <laughs> Or at least half of it does. The other half doesn't know where it, why it's there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on one of those little hand cart 
old timey hand cart train things. Yeah, with the run yeah. me over. Or that, or uh, one of those, uh, what like uh, tugboats, just like confused at all the ships going by. If you're a tugboat on a train track, I would say that you are confused. No, yes. I'm thinking about. I know this sea. is. Oh, you're. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm the tugboat lost at sea. All right, well, thank thanks you for calling, calling in, Alyssa. Alyssa. If you'd like to have us handle your own advice with our trademark sensitivity uh, and delicacy, get in touch with us through our Instagram account at Not Listening Podcast. Yeah, thank and you. And that's the show. Bye. Bye.